And currently we have 21 degrees in Danville, 21 in Appomattox and Amherst, 23 in Salem and Roanoke, 22 in Bedford, 21 in Lynchburg. 706 on the morning jam. We'd love to have them on the show, even if we take them by phone. Vince Ellison with us this morning. Good morning, Vince. Good morning. How are you this morning? We're doing great. Thanks for being here on short notice. Yeah, this uh, this headline, I immediately thought, what does Vince think about this headline? Because it's an interesting one, a little bit unexpected. BLM leader endorses Trump for 2024, accused Dems of racist policies. Quote, we are not stupid. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm glad they're finally catching up. Um, (laughs) Welcome to the party. You're a little late. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because, you know, but you know what, Janet, for a very long time, I've always said this, and I've been saying it for the last five, six years, that the Democratic Party is an evil institution. It's mm-hmm. a party that's controlled by cabal of perverts, liars, psychopaths, and anti-Christian bigots. And for a very long time, they were, they were able to hide it. Um, you know, I'm old enough to remember we didn't have the, we didn't have social media, we didn't have the you know, internet. The only thing you could rely on was your local newspaper and the mainstream media to tell you who the Democratic Party was. And, of course, they always told you they cared about the poor, they cared about minorities, and they wanted to take care of everybody. Mm-hmm. But people in the know understood that they were a party that supported nine-month abortion, they wanted to sexually groom children, it's a party that wanted to castrate little boys and call them little girls. They wanted to send demented men into the bathrooms with your wives and your daughters, allow these demented men to participate in sports with your wives and your daughters. Right. Um, they want to allow this border to stay open so fentanyl and sex trafficking can come across the border. They want to take away your right to pray God the way you want to. They want to uh, uh, take away your ability to defend yourself in a war zone. And people have found out that this is who they are. And they've done it because of shows like yours, because of writings and books like mine, and because we refuse to be censored. And they're responding to it. Well, this Mark Fisher, who is uh, the co-founder of Black Lives Matters Rhode Island, said that it's the duplicity of the Democrats, the hypocrisy, which you talk about a lot. Uh, he says, we're not stupid. The brothers are not stupid. We understand when someone's for us and when they're not. It's obviously uh, obvious they're not for us. The policies actually strike at the heart of black family and nuclear family. He continu- he can, uh, continued to say, I agree with all of this, but I'm a little surprised this is coming from a BLM leader. Are you? Yeah, I am now. Um, but, but you're finding that, and you've, you've seen the polls like I have, Janet, that mm-hmm. black people are turning away from Biden in big, t- big time. And, 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 and understandably from, so, as right. are Hispanics. Yeah, exactly. And they're turning away for these reasons. And the Democrats don't want to tell people this. Mm-hmm. See, they, they have finally told the truth about who they are. They really believe that Joe Biden got 80 million votes in this last election, which means they believe they had a mandate to come out and say, this is who we really are. We believe in nine-month abortion. We believe in sending drag queens into public education and yeah. allowing the demented men to shake their behinds and your children's faces. We believe in castrating children. Right. You know, we believe in running God out of the public square. And people started responding to this. We can take a lot of stuff. We might take a lot of stuff. And when you start messing with our children, that's when, the, that's, that's when people say, oh, heck no, back up. Well, and, and, and the Democrats have these... said, these are our children, not yours. Right. And and according to like these polls, when Biden first took office, nine out of ten black voters approved of the job he was doing. That has changed significantly now. 
Uh, these latest polls are are not showing that level of support, not even close. But here's my question. BLM comes with a lot of baggage, a lot of baggage. They also have been known to not spread truth, to, to take headlines and twist them and turn them. Is this a good thing for Donald Trump? Yeah, look, my, 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 my book that came out in October Crime Me has hit number one three times since it's, since, since, since it's come out. That's I, awesome. I was on Tucker, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson's X show uh, two weeks ago. I got 23 million views because wow. we talked about these things. I said the Black Lives Matter, I mean, BLM no longer stands for Black Lives Matter. It stands for burn, loot, and murder. Mm-hmm. Black people have realized that this organization is just a grift show. They got money. They got right. rich. They bought mansions. They've done nothing for black people except destroy their neighborhoods. Which they is why this surprises lives. me. This Mark Fisher, why, why, just just be a leader, man. You don't have to be associated with BLM. I don't think well, this now, is good for Trump necessarily. Well, now I, I think that you know people are seeing, they're, they're associating Black Lives Matter with the Democrat Party. Right. And they're seeing, they're seeing that the Democratic Party, again, is a part of perverts, liars, psychopaths, and anti-Christian bigots. They're seeing that they are destroying their children, they're destroying the neighborhoods. They see the snatch and grabs. Mm-hmm. They see the crime. They see the poverty. They see that their children are being transitioned without their permission. Yeah. You can send a boy to school with a pair of pants on, and he'll come back home with a, with a, with a skirt and, and makeup on his face, and the school won't tell you nothing about it. Well, and we just had you a headline this morning. Yeah, in Arizona. In Arizona, now they're teaching the kids how to how hide, hide the it. They're yeah. telling them how to hide it from their parents. That, that is. See, this is visceral to people. And people are responding to this. There are a lot of things you can get away with. We can talk about tax policy. We can talk about border security. We can talk about gun control. But when you start talking about taking my son to school and castrating him and not telling me nothing about it, now we got a problem that I can really, really see and understand. And this is visceral to people. And the Democrats are going to pay for this, and they should pay for it. And Donald Trump is going to benefit from this because he's not for it. Matter of fact, he's come out explicitly against it. Mm -hmm. And this is something people understand. They understand aborting children up to nine months. They understand taking guns away from people in war zones and saying that you have to uh, uh, be at the mercy of these criminals. They understand fentanyl coming across the border and them sending illegals into these ghettos, and, and they're competing for, for space and housing, space and public education, sending them to sleep on the street so they can even walk to the grocery store. They understand these snacks and grabs that are causing their neighborhoods to be food deserts because they can't shop and they can have stores because stores can't stay open any longer. This is all because of the Democrat Party. In my book, Crime Inc. and 25 Lies and Iron Triangle, I've talked about it. I've laid it out. You've had me on your show Mm -hmm. many times. And because of this, people are responding. They can't run from it any longer. It's in their faces. We can show them on TV. We can show them on our iPhones. We can show them in books. And then they can listen to your show and listen to it while they're going to work. Check out everything we say. And you'll see that the Democratic Party is the evilest institution that has ever, ever existed on the face of this earth. For 200 years, they were the party of slavery from 1800 to 1860, the party of Confederacy from 1860 to 1865, and the party of Jim Crow from 1865 to 1970. And now they're the party of atheism, Marxism, child murder, and LGBTQ transitioning all of it. They're a bunch of crazy psychopaths. And we got to get them out in 2024. Well, it's going to be interesting to to see how this uh, how this weighs in uh, for Trump. I, I just think 
BLM has a lot of negative connotations to it. Maybe they're trying to reclaim it and make it into something else. It'll be, I'll be curious to see how it shakes out. Vince, thank you for uh, joining us this morning. Well, thank you so very much. And Trump is not going to side with BLM, nor is BLM going to side with Trump. It's going to, this this it, thing is going to disband. It's going to implode, and people are going to see it as a bunch of mockery and foolishness. Yeah, like it, the Ku Klux Klan. It's, it's just, it was the oddest headline I, I think mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Um, so it'll be interesting. You want to find Vince Ellison, uh, V-I-N-C-E, Ellison, E-L-L-I-S-O-N. You can find him on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can find his books everywhere. Be a great Christmas present. It would be. Some good stuff there. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. I love everybody in Lynchburg. I'm Hurst Bethford. You're the neighbors, and I love you all. Thank we you love so you much. back. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it, it's, in, it's interesting. It, yeah. It's an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. I will Trump respond to that, right? Because I can't disagree with anything the mm-hmm. man said. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think everything that he's saying is is true. I just don't understand if you really feel that way. Why are you affiliating yourself with an organization like BLM? Yeah, doesn't make sense it, to me. It doesn't make a whole lot. Seven fifteen here on our Wednesday edition of the show. If you'd like to participate, maybe talk about something that Vince said that that provoked you a little bit, 866-916-3776, or hit Janet on the text line, 434-248-0704. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. We are the Virginia Talk Radio Network. You okay over there? I think I'm in love. <laughs> I'm in love. I'm sorry, honey. I... <laughs> Woo! I don't even need the heat anymore. I know. Man. I mean, we can turn the heat down. We don't need I it. I love her so much. Her her name is Miss Monet. That's what they call her. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, that's that's her uh, doing Aretha Franklin's "Until You Come Back to Me." So good. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched The Voice for a while. I have to tell you, once um, once Adam Le- Levine was yeah, gone, yeah, and, and that whole the Blake dynamic, Blake, yeah, and then them going back and forth with each other. And then our other. girl Kelly left. Yeah. I was like, eh. eh. I think I'm uh, Miss Monet's dragging me. Just when I thought I was out, she pulls me back in. Uh, she's she's got a version of "Best of My Love" by the Emotions. Oh she my gosh! Auditioned with some Steve Winwood. Yeah, if you oh my if you love uh, this type of talent, you're mm. gonna love Miss Monet. But when I saw her and I was like, uh oh, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, she's in trouble. Because let me tell you, Mark Lamb loves him some Shaka Khan, too. I mean, geez, this is like a dog with a, a steak. 
I know. <laughs> yeah, she's so she is just such a great yeah, talent. I, I think she's, Check she's her definitely out if you going get a places. Chance. Yeah, I think know. so too. I hope she. I don't know whose team she's on even yet. Yeah, because the song, they, I watched all the way to the end and they didn't turn around. And you told me well, she, Cause cause she's she had already she's already in. The only two people that turned around for her, I did watch the audition with the right. Steve Winwood song. The only two people that turned around was Reva McIntyre yeah. and Gwen. Yeah. Legend didn't turn around. I know. I don't even know who the other guy is. Don't care. Yeah, I but, don't. I know. I don't know who he is either. I don't know. Yeah, that's a part of the reason I watch it. But I thought for sure Legend would turn around. Yeah, he'll just try to steal her later. That's what he oh, does. Oh, can that happen? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. You get an alliance. This is almost like well, Big Brother or Survivor. Especially if if uh, somebody gets like voted off, then mm. I think you can bring them back. Okay. And things like that. Nice. Uh, or you have a chance to save somebody mm-hmm. which i don't think she's going to need saving all right i think whoever's team she's on she's good sure so mm. all right well get my uh get my button ready i'm ready uh department of justice fails to stop levin's emails from being exposed in litigation over alabama's sex change ban for minors yes <laughs> take that levin and we're talking about richard well formerly known as richard the I artist just, formerly known as Richard Levin, now Rachel Levin. I just call him the sister, mister. The uh, <laughs> Department of Justice tried to stop oh, Alabama's ban on uh-huh. sex change procedures and medications for transgender minors. And it's forced. Oh, you mean that backward state, Alabama? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's forced Levin into litigation. After a judge recently compelled the, the transgender official to become a custodian in the case. Alabama's Attorney General Steve Marshall is in the process of defending litigation right. against the Alabama law that made it a felony punishable by up to 10 years to prescribe puberty blockers, hormones to transgender children for a sex change. That seems like common sense legislation there. Do, do you realize, people, that attorney generals like the one in Alabama is literally trying to stop evil front front lines evil front lines and from taking over and we have all these soros people in place da's yeah promoting sure this evil and then you've got these little guys doing their best to protect the children in their state um please pray for them absolutely Department of Justice requested to be party in a lawsuit against the Alabama law blocking that Marshall then requested Levin's records believing that Levin is one of the primary voices in the federal government pushing for this agenda, and he mm-hmm. is. Yes, he is. Goes all over and speaks. But now listen to this. The Department of Justice tried to block the request and offered Lev- Levin. Is it Levin or Levine? I, I don't I've know. I've heard it both ways. Levine uh, is usually what I hear. So offering Levine's former subordinate instead for discovery. Okay. And also offered a FOIA response with unrelated search terms. The filing continued. However, the court ruled that it finds Levine's emails are relevant. So what are they going to find in those? Yes. That's well, what I well, want to yeah, know. It's going to be a... Yeah, I think so. You, There's a reason they don't want them absolutely. Seeing, seeing the emails. And, and I'm going to speak for myself here. You can say, Mark, Mark, that's harsh. That's harsh, saying evil. Well, okay, I'm okay with you. If you want to mutilate your body in your 20s when your brain is developed, right? 
mid-twenties, mm-hmm. then then knock yourself out. You know, I, I don't I, I think it's a bad decision. That's your decision to make. Right. But to go but not in, at 12, but not at 12. And we had the story from Arizona that they're trying to help kids hide things from their parents when it comes to this transitional stuff. And make no mistake that this man, this man who fathered children, right, who has had children mm-hmm. and, and says he doesn't regret that. He was happy that he had his children right. is now coming out saying very blatantly that his goal is to make medically changing children's genders normalized. Yes. That's his goal. Believe what he's saying. Yeah. Take these people for their word. Because that's that's the goal. That's where they're headed. That's his only goal. Yeah. 866-916-3776. You're on the morning, Jam. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thoughts? You know, I tend to believe people are who they say who they tell me they are. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> even 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 Rachel. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think uh when you said Levine, I was like, Man, that's where that Adam Levine guy went to. <laughs> I think there was something off about that guy. <laughs> oh no. No, that's so, a different you know, one. Although he would watch, make a more attractive woman than this dude. Uh, watch <laughs> the uh, watch the Hunger Games mm. again, over, and you will realize the capital is the Democratic Party because mm. they do weird stuff. They cheer on the death of children right. from other districts to battle it out. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they dress, right. Um, you know, the way they eat and the, it just, it's just, uh, you look at it and it's like, man, you know, they were onto something there. And I also believe that people that are transgender, they should only be allowed two names to choose from. And that's Herman and Sherman. That's it. Because <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. you got her man and she, her man in those words. They're like oh. compound names. Compounds. Wow. Wow. You spent a lot of time. You must've been good with fractions. This. <laughs> Y'all have a good day. You, you too. too. See ya. <laughs> that's funny. All right, let me see if I can get this one. Oh, uh, that's pretty great. And get this one to come through. Hang on, just give me a moment. Our numbers are four three four two four eight zero seven zero four is the text number. If you're calling in, like uh, Chris and this next caller, yeah, Doctor Harb here on the line. We've got about three minutes, Doctor Harb. Knock, knock it out of the park, brother. Yeah, just a quick one. Hey, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's pure evil. To compel minors, to try to compel minors to change, uh, you know, their gender by hormones or any other means, surgery, whatever, is pure evil. Because in many cases, these kids, when they finally mature and their brains develop, they realize that it was the wrong choice. And in many cases, they're, uh, they have an increased chance of suicide later on. Right. When okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to play. I'm going to play the devil's advocate. I'm going to play because the media and these people pushing this agenda, Dr. Harb, say, no, the fact that you're not allowing them to do this is going to cause them to commit suicide. Mental harm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, flip, no, the really, they flip it. Right. Really, the studies don't show that. The studies that have been done uh, have shown that there's a higher chance of suicide mm-hmm. after these transgender surgeries and after these transitions, either by hormones and or surgery. And that is played out uh, in Europe, especially in places and like... And that's Sweden why they're canceling England. it. 
or why they have canceled those things. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we, know, we know that it's wrong, and we know that it causes harm, and it is, in fact, pure evil. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, and yep. it's a and it's an orchestrated evil. Quick, That's where we are. Quick question: I'm I'm going to ask for a prediction here. How many years sure. out do you think it's going to be before we realize that these hormones are causing cancer of some sort? I think of uh, you know ten, ten, fifteen years. That's kind of the time frame when you have enough information, enough data that comes by. Right. In ten, fifteen years, that would be the case. And I'm not hoping but, uh, that. I'm not hoping that happens, but you're you're messing with right. somebody's body, and and I, I just Absolutely. think there has to be some Absolutely. kind of a reaction because our body is going to fight it, and when it gives in, right. maybe when it gives in, it's going to allow the things to happen. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Right. I'm barely a yeah, talk this, show host. But we know I mean, when you is, start messing with hormones, you you start messing with a lot of things, including, um, you know, your bones and right. and. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you're talking about increased chances of things like breast cancer, prostate cancer, testicular cancer, things like that. So I'm sure those things are going to show up sooner or later. But this is uh, completely completely wrong and pure evil. You're absolutely right. Thanks, Dr. Harm. Appreciate it, bud. Have a great day. 731 almost. CBS News Brief. Sorry, we're going to bring it back to a little bit easier mood there movement there good thing there there. i'm going to talk about the lady that hopefully (laughs) if she was listening to the last segment she's going to go oh my god is that the nice guy i met at colts we fixed stupid computers yesterday well that story here it's just a little bit her name's mary ruth i won't give her last name out she was totally delightful And currently we have in Lynchburg, 20 degrees, 22 in Bedford, Roanoke, Danville, and Salem, 21 in Amherst, 21 in Appomattox. Okay. Salem Museum is hosting this year's Gingerbread House competition. Are you ready, Rose? I'm ready. Okay. Dozens of creations will be on display crafted by professional bakers, creative children, and anyone in the festive spirit. The festivist for the rest of us, as we say around here sometimes. There will be a vote of the best gingerbread house and prizes is going to be re- rewarded. It's going to be held Saturday from 10 to 2. The admission is free. So the Salem Museum Educational and Archive Director, Garrett, uh, oh boy, Garrett Chanel emphasizes how this event is a great way to meet local artists. So if you get a chance to down there at the uh, Salem Museum. It's going to be the great gingerbread house competition. Well, that's fun. Saturday from 10 to 2. You know what I saw at Western Ways this weekend? What'd you do? What'd you see? Cutters where you could make a horse stall and a horse out of gingerbread. Oh, wow. So cute. Nice. Uh, Is there a scooper for the... You know, stuff that happens inside a horse stall. You really got to go there. Got a little, with little, the food. little beads you gotta go of there gingerbread. With the food. Really? That's where we're going to go? Well, I had horses. I know that's a reality. <laughs> well, <it laughs> They is, produce a lot of things. But not in gingerbread land. <laughs> well, okay. Horses don't poop in gingerbread. There's land. only gumdrops. That's all <laughs> there is. I love and it. And whiskers on kittens. That's all there is, Mark. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Tyson Foods oh, has a new home on the south side. Mm-hmm. Danville and Pennsylvania County leaders came together with Tyson Foods for a grand opening of the new facility. 325,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they broke ground in 2021, and now here we are at ribbon-cutting time. 
the uh, this is a, a smart facility, which mm. includes robotic case packaging and high-speed palletizing and will produce 4 million pounds of fully cooked Tyson food products every wow. week. Holy cow. So um, Glenn Youngkin attended the ceremony, said the facility is living proof that Southside Virginia is on the move. And the facility will not only serve up chicken, but employment as well. Okay. And it's bringing more than 400 new jobs to the area. That's a huge blessing. Okay. So um, says we're at a 10-year high in labor participation. We have the largest labor force in the history of Virginia. And this is just another step. Tyson Foods is hiring for positions. And you can apply okay. if you're in the Southside area. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope my sister-in-law is listening. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's, it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like You didn't mention it birthday. at birthday time. Well, she's probably not listening. My sister-in-law, Cindy. Ah. Her and my brother, Doug, celebrated their 50th anniversary. You know, we went on that cruise that, mm-hmm. you know, don't want to rub it in or anything. You know. <laughs> Changing Again. the Christmas audio card theme this year to uh, a cruising Christmas. Yeah, really? we went on just a couple maybe a couple three. three four yeah something, something like, that. like that but it's her birthday and it's also my niece's sometimes you lose count <laughs> it's my niece kelly's birthday on the same day as cindy so nice. happy birthday and anyone else that's celebrating you know a birthday like we had don Cheadle, mm-hmm. howie mandel we got uh felix cavarillier whatever from the rascals <laughs> okay and then my my i'm i'm really having a lot of an emotional um I'm going to need an emotional rescue. Is that a song from the Rolling Stones? Probably. Yeah. Kim Delaney from NYPD Blue. She's turning 62. Yeah. Chuck Mangione turning 83. Some really great birthdays today. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. For sure. We have a lot of... My uh, daughter-in-law had a birthday yesterday. Ben's got one coming up in, oh, yeah. in December. It's nice. hard to have birthdays this time of year. It's so close it, yeah. to everything else. What happens if your birthday falls like on... Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? I worked with two guys. The 26th? One was born on Christmas Day. One was born on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I've I've got a son that was just born a couple weeks before Christmas, and even that was hard. Yeah. Well, probably a week before Christmas. So, okay. All right. I'm imagining. What year was this, Rose? In the 90s? When when I worked with the two people? No, no. Oh, I thought you said... Okay. Benjamin was born in 2000. Okay, so he was born on what day? He was born on the uh, 16th, but he was due on Christmas Eve. Okay, so what did decorating the house look like? Because you're very pregnant at this point, and I know you got 1,700 trees right now set up at the house. I will will tell you, uh, at that time... I was not with my Mark. Mm-hmm. I, that I was with my ex-husband, mm-hmm. and uh, who was a—I wouldn't call him Scroogey, but a little bit. And so I—he uh, would—he wasn't very supportive of a lot of decorations. So not a lot of decorations going on that particular year, or no, just in general. He thought he thought I was dumb to do oh, more than okay. one tree, right? Um, so didn't really—he did not really encourage me in that way so i mean i had a beautiful tree and i and i had you know your your traditional things certainly not like i am now right where i can do whatever i want to yeah because i'm picturing you on thanksgiving which you know you're going to have a baby in just three less than three weeks and i did host that year did you i was singing a solo in the cantata and missed it and i told him guys this is getting really close i don't think i should 
do this. Right. And they're like, no, no, Bailey came late. You'll be fine. Yeah, no. Went into labor the day before the cantata. Wow. Slacker. Uh, <laughs> so, but it was it was difficult. And I will tell you, I was so tired. Yeah. <laughs> for Ben's first birthday. Right. That there were no photos of oh. Ben's first birthday. And I didn't oh, wow. realize it until that night. And I was like, I'm the worst mom ever. But, you know, that first week is such a blur. Oh, sure. And I always tried to make sure that he had a very, his birthday was very separate yeah, from, from Christmas. Because yeah. especially when they're young, it's hard. But I have to tell you, for Wayne and Jim, it was kind of stinky. Yeah. Because you weren't even there because everybody's off. Right, sure. So I would always try to do something, you know, okay. special uh, for him. But it, it's hard when you're born close to the holidays. And then when I went in to, they gave me the due date for Ben, the nurse goes, oh, Christmas Eve is the due date. Did you plan that? I'm like, yes, ma'am. I did. Yeah, I did absolutely. I thought what would be the absolute worst time for me to have a baby, especially with another child. Right. Um, and they would have to compete with our Lord and Savior. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I went with. Well, I, I got to mm-hmm. tell you, when I was in construction, because when by the time you got to the kitchen and the bathrooms, that's where I spent my time. You know, because I was a cabinet, cabinet maker, maker yeah. countertop fabricator. And so you're at the tail end of the job where the money's running a little thin. Right. And so are the patients of the builders mm-hmm. and the owners. You don't know how many of these jobs that that I did when the closing was just about the same time as the birth of a child. Oh, yeah. They're coming in very pregnant with about a month to go, and it's about a month before they do the closing. I, I was, and then there was one of them. So you got that it was literally rocking, and <laughs> it was literally Christmas. Mm. So they were trying to get in right before Christmas. She's going to have a baby any day around Christmas. Right. I'm thinking, how many, how many crazies can you put together at once <laughs> in your right. life? Because those are high and stress. And survive. And survive. Yeah, I, don't, I would not recommend that. Yeah. To for anybody. It's almost like Bill Cosby. Remember when he asked his wife, and she's. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He goes, what's it What's it feel like? And she reached over, and grabbed put, my upper lip, and stretched my, it over the, the top of my, my head. Lip. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly what, yeah, what it is. That's but, what it's like. And they say even to build a house together is kind of crazy because oh, it, it, it puts it such can, a stress on, uh, sure on your marriage. Can. There should be a marriage counselor as part of the package. <laughs> you know, who's that guy in the office but that you kids, said is going to be? Oh, that's the, the the builder said that's the counselor that's going to walk through this process with us. My so kid was, a marriage kids were end. very cooperative, though. Mm-hmm. None of them came during uh, during ratings periods. Okay. Yeah, they were all they were all very cooperative <laughs> that way. Oh, that's funny. But they also came during like ice season. Because I've got I've got two that were born in February. Okay, yeah. And uh, and it snowed the, when Ben was born. That can be the worst time. Of, well, for the weather, yeah. But it's great because they're you're not in a ratings period, so you know they were very cooperative. Well, let's children. see if we can bring the ratings up a little bit here on the show today. Although it's not been a bad show. I mean, mm-hmm. I got a little exercise. You know, Vince Ellison got me a little jacked up. Made me, you know, kind of step up my game a little bit when we we're talking about transgender stuff. But uh-huh. anyways, it's uh, seven forty four. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Don't forget about Throwback Thursdays. We're going to have those specials for you coming up here very shortly. You're not going to want to miss that. So, tis the season for cookie exchanges. Mm. I've talked to three people 
I, I got a call from one saying mm. I got a cookie exchange. What What do you think I should make? Okay. Um, so I would, uh, I, I'm going to give you a recipe for a, a great cookie that I think you would enjoy and would be a little bit different for your cookie exchange. This is a cranberry shortbread cookie and it looks very festive. Uh, you're going to start by taking it. This is really good if you've got like leftover cranberries from mm-hmm. Thanksgiving because sometimes you'll have that. So you're going to finally chop your cranberries and and set those aside. You can do that with your blender or however you want to do it. And then you're going to cream together your butter, sugar, and zest until it's well combined. You can do that in your food processor. Add your flour and your extract, and you're going to pulse the the. Um, I use my Cuisinart about 10 times, and that dough will start to form. Then you're going to add your cranberries and pulse that just until they're distributed, but you don't want to get them too fine. Then you're going to turn that dough out into a lightly floured board and bring it together with your hand until it's no longer crumbly. Then you're going to form that into a 10 to 12 inch log, wrap it in saran wrap, and put it into the refrigerator. And I just refrigerated it like the night before. I need to, to get them done. Gotcha. And then you're going to uh, preheat your oven 350 degrees, line your cookie sheet with parchment paper, slice them, and bake them for about 12 minutes. And they're really beautiful uh, when you cook them up. They just are delicious, and they look so pretty and festive. And it's one of those cookies that you can make ahead of time, uh, and you've got your own slice and bake, so you can have fresh cookies mm. for whatever occasion that you're going to. Okay. Check out the recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. Join our group. You can see all of our recipes, including this one, brought to you by FNL Market, Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark, 6 to 9 a.m. So, this could have been a great song to play yesterday. When there was, like, carry around a speaker with you. I think so. Yeah, Yeah. because uh, I let it. I met a lady named Mary Ruth. She's a delightful lady, Uh, retired nurse, but still doing some nursing. Uh And you know, went on to tell her what I did and what show I worked with, and her smile sort of you know went faded a little bit flat okay not totally to a frown but um and then i went on to explain because there is a competing morning show and i asked her to name which of the two male characters of the two competing talk stations i was oh okay was i this one or that one uh-huh she got the name right she okay. said you're mark okay cool and, and and i said okay and and then we went on to talk about the show, right? And you know that we just don't talk about politics. My goodness, I it, we talk about other things. Yeah, we talk about you know Trump and and that kind of you know and Biden all that. I mean, Important they're in the news. You know, do you like hot chocolate? Do you not? Right. I mean, we're yeah. not Hugh Hewitt where he goes in into a deep dive. Every, and that's great if you want that. If and you and want he follows that, our that's show, right. and and we listen to it. But sometimes. a lot of people just want. That they want to know what's Just going on. Skin the surface a little, right? And and they want to know what's going on, really going on. Yeah. But they don't want to park there all the time. Right? It's exhausting. I told her how we were going back and forth over Dolly Parton and everything. But and some people, you know, some people just prefer music radio, and that's fine. Maybe yeah. she's just that person. Well, she could be. Her husband's li- her husband is a talk show listener. Okay. See, so that's a she different. She is not necessarily. 
Well, and she's probably not because he is so into it. Right. Because and that usually happens, right? And it'll wear you it'll wear you thin. If yeah. you've got a steady diet of that, I can understand yeah. getting to the point where it's like, Oh dear Lord. So no. before I left, we were taking selfies and laughing and and this and she goes, Oh yeah, you know, so and so needs to know that I met you and, and that kind of thing. So so that was that was fun. You know, you get a chance to actually talk to people for a minute mm-hmm. and then they realize you well, you're not as evil as I thought. I, okay. didn't, I didn't see the white hood that I thought you'd be wearing. Or something like that. I got a, 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 one other thing that happened right before I got to Colts. I, I swung by McDonald's and uh, I got me and Pammy, you know, a sandwich because I get the free one if I buy one uh-huh. kind of thing. When you do the survey, and I do to save money. So it makes you look good that you're giving something that didn't cost you anything but about 60, 90 seconds of filling out a survey. But anyway, I, I changed my order right there i mean just within a minute of placing 30 seconds of placing can i change that to this and she said sure so when i pulled around there was she was being trained the lady was being trained at the window there and i said i didn't mean to call an audible on you like that and she goes a whatable i said it's an audible it's it's even i know what that is even it's a football term i said it's like when the quarterback gets to the line of scrimmage and he realizes the defense is a little you know, vulnerable, he changes the play literally on the fly with calling out an audible. You know, 87, you know. And you know what she heard when you were doing that? Well, wah, 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 wah. Well, wah, 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 wah. This, is, this was the sad part, Janet. Quarterback. She says, I don't follow football because growing up, my dad would get totally insane, throw things around and get <gasps> kind of violent uh... when watching football. So I don't watch it. Because it brings back not great it, memories. It brings that's back sad. not memories. And I was sad. Yeah, that's I was sad. sad. Yeah, you know, you're ruining it for Not that you have else. to watch football. Yeah. It's just the reaction. And that can be anything. I don't mm-hmm. do this because of that. Well, I will tell you, the um, Why Can't We Be Friends song mm-hmm. probably should have been played in a lot of malls across America. Oh, my gosh. On Black some, Friday. Some of that cray-cray video. So this is... <laughs> So this is what it reminded me of. I had a friend who posted something that said, as you go out on Black Friday, uh, this Friday, when you're filming a fight at the mall, could you please put it on horizontal? That was the issue. It's just a PSA for all of us. Yeah, because they're turning the phone sideways and I'm I'm tilting my head so I can still watch it. Please make sure that you're doing it the right way. If you're going to record the fights, first of all, don't record fights, but... I, I just thought that was kind of funny. And this person could oh, have and, used that advice. And the colorful commentary that goes with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes. A man at a Nevada mall was given a beatdown by a bunch of enraged women during a Black Friday shopping trip gone wrong. Hmm. The man whose identity is not currently known. Probably and who's ju- probably like si- juvenile hiding. or something? No, he's not. I don't think he's a juvenile. Really? He didn't look okay. like a juvenile. Okay, was attacked by women in a fashion show mall <laughs> in Paradise, Nevada. Wow, Paradise too. Near the Vegas Strip, mm-hmm. they slapped, they punched, they yanked his hair, they tried to pull his pants off. Of the perpetrator? Well, I don't think th- I don't think he was the perpet. I don't know that he was a per- perpetrator at all. I don't know. Um, Jonathan Gray who is a rapper that goes by the name of Prolific Johnny Five. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Recorded the incident and described the chaos. Right. Uh, Says, uh, I'm continuing to walk up the stairs. I see a whole bunch of ruckus. People are looking over the balcony. I look down. They're having a full-on hair fight. 
Wow. It was chaos. At the same time, there was a group of women who attacked another woman. I mean, it is, it's awful. Well, there was, yeah, there was a couple, three fights going on. Grace said the man did not enter the premise with the girls who attacked him. He said he knew him off social media. So that's why we looked at each other and kind of gave him a head nod. Then 10 seconds later, we, we walked down the stairs. He ran into trouble because I know he wasn't with those girls a minute ago. Yeah. Um, the mall released a statement where we're aware of the video. We want to be clear. We have zero tolerance for the behavior. Our security officers and partners with the police department responded quickly. That's not, I mean, they, they were like. So when you watch the video. Yeah. I mean, there's people like they're they're erratic. They're moving like crazy. And then there's this lady that's like <laughs> raising her arm and like it looked like she was in slow motion and everybody else she was looked, in regular you speed. You know what she looked like? She looked like she was wearing one of the sumo suits that inflate. <laughs> right. You know, she's where like, you're just going Yeah, you can't move very good. Yeah, that's what it looked like. She didn't like. have full range of motion and she probably hasn't probably whacked not. somebody, you know, since her husband and her divorced 20 years ago. I don't know. I don't know, but it's it's pretty crazy. It's and they did. They tried to pull his pants off. What is wrong? Although, you know, Black Friday's always been a little bit crazy. Well, you used to hear a lot more of these stories. True, true. Because they would be trying to get the first one hundred, yeah, Xbox, whatever. Sure. Or sure. Or the and let's not forget the the Cabbage Patch fiasco of the eighties. There was a lot of hard won ugly baby dolls. Yeah. During that decade. Yeah. You know, kudos to those of you who fought through that mess. I don't even know what that's about mm. but so i text, there you go. texted my sister-in-law i was celebrating her birthday along with my niece and i said uh because i texted her earlier and she said thank you and i said i i mentioned you and kelly on the air and then she says i, I hope you told everybody how wonderful i am <laughs> and cindy and, is wonderful and he also talked about how young you look yes and, and everything absolutely right do the whole big. thing right that's what i'm saying she's she's uh well you would well you've met cindy and uh, doug and cindy yeah thank and you cindy's an amazing cook and my brother's a, a, a amazing baker uh but yeah that one-two punch with them but uh she makes she makes some awesome awesome food and she always feeds us really well feeds you very well yeah and they're they're always our hostess with the mostess mm-hmm. down there so we right. appreciate them have you been following this story at all this deadspin uh sports story have you been following any of that we need to talk about that okay. when we come back no i have um, not they uh they were very not very well known mm-hmm. at all uh they have basically attacked a little boy a, a young boy um and done some race baiting huh. with a story and they're they're getting some media attention but it's not in a good way okay we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back all right sounds good it is eight o'clock almost cbs news will be there bill trefiro from our roanoke desk he'll have some stories for you and then we'll bring back the story that janice just teased us with thanks for being here on this wednesday